Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Impulse floating on a sapphire breeze somewhere between heaven and the tall pine tree. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right. It's 5.03 here in the Bayou City. Now let's run down to Port O'Connor and let's check in with old Captain Lynn Smith this morning. Hey, Lynn, what kind of pulse you got this morning, buddy? Oh, man, I got a good one. There you go. <laughs> down in South Texas. Oh, are down you? South. Oh, oh, yeah, just uh, down here in George West. And uh, old big bucks are starting to get interested, you know. There's... Okay. Oh, yeah. It's starting to get interested, so um, a little rubbing and scraping it's, going on, a little sniffing. It, it's starting, it's starting to happen, and yes, uh, you know it. Uh, it always does around Thanksgiving, so um, yeah, they're starting to get interested. So um, uh, I love it. So uh, you know it, uh, it couldn't happen at a better time. You know we, we're going to have our first group of uh, management hunters uh, are going to come in today, and. Uh, so that'll that'll work just perfect, awesome. and uh, yeah. So that'll that'll work just good. And uh, I'm gonna go out this morning and uh, go scout a little bit. We got uh, we got hunters coming in this afternoon. So anyway, uh, I know there's a big eight pointer, and I'm gonna go look at him and see what he looks like. But uh, anyway, there's uh, I'm gonna go corn a few stands and and make sure they're they're fat and happy. Right. But, uh, anyway, this uh, this friend of mine uh, that owns this place between Freer and Catula, he's got a son and a daughter, and uh, his daughter his daughter killed one that uh, they they always usually kill a, kill a couple of deer around Thanksgiving, and um, his daughter killed one and took it into Freer and for the Muy Grande and and uh, scored it and it scored one sixty one, and um, well, it's a good deer, you know. Yeah, but personally, I'd I'd hold off. You know, the bigger ones show up a little later. And um, anyway, the little younger son, boy, he I think he was a little jealous. <laughs> he was a little jealous that his older sister killed that one sixty one. So <laughs> so he had to pop one. You know, he he popped one that scored one fifty nine. But uh, still a good deer. You know. Yeah. Still a good deer. I'd have held off because he, you know, it never fails. Uh, Dad lets them lets each one of them kill a good deer every year. Mm-hmm. So now he said, uh, the, the dad said, now it's the mother's turn. Now she'll hold off, I think, till she gets a real good one. You know, she'll get about a two hundred class. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you. Oh yeah, she'll hold off. She she gets a a real muy muy grande. Yeah, yeah, but years ago, man. She had, they had a bunch of people down at the ranch and, and, uh, you know, every, every ranch house has a, has a camp feeder, you know, out behind the ranch house, about a hundred yards from the ranch house. And about all these people, man, they were ready to go out and hunt that morning. And, and everybody was getting ready and fixing to leave the ranch house. And, and, uh, she was ready to leave. And, and he told his wife, he said, no, honey, you, you need to stay here. And she said, no, I, I want to go out to the stand. He went, no, uh-uh. No, you need to stay right here. And she said, "No, I want to go to a standing one, honey. You need to hunt right here." There was a buck coming to that camp feeder man that was a hoss man. He was about 
28, 28 to 30 inches wide and had a lot of mass and all that. He scored a little bit over 200. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he was a big boy. I mean, he was something. And uh, so she said, oh, really? I need to stay here. He said, trust me, you need to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she took his advice, and she stayed there, and she popped him. Boy, I mean, oh, man, what, what a deer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, buddy. You know, there's always a good one right around the ranch house. Never fails. Never fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of protected, you know. Right. Never fails. But yeah, I might just get out there now because, boy, you know, they have deer show up that you've never seen before. You know. Little big old bucks just kind of lay up in that brush and and uh, let that younger let those younger bucks kind of run the does hard and, <laughs> and then man once they get the does kind of run down pretty good then here comes the big boys you know here they come yeah Blaine's got a there it is right there by the house he's got a nice young ten pointer about a four year old it's really I mean a nice ten point. And it uh, mm-hmm. came up near the yard and made a rub and a scrape the other day while they're sitting on the porch watching it. Boy, isn't that fun? I love yeah. seeing that. I know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love watching them do that. I uh, I rattled up one one day, and uh, I heard him jump a fence. He jumped this fence, and, and man, here he came walking up toward me. And uh, I was all camoed up, face mask, everything. And he just walked right by me within probably 30 yards of me. And he went over to a tree and started racking his horns on a low-hanging branch and made a scrape and everything, you know. And he looked around. He just didn't pay me any attention at all. Mm. And uh, looked around, you know. He was looking for another deer, and he couldn't see another deer. And he, he finally just meandered off, you know. I let him get out of sight, and boy, I started rattling again. Boy, here he came back, you know. And uh, he didn't know what to think, man. He went back to that same spot and made a scrape, racked his horns on that low-hanging branch. And, and I rattled him back twice. And uh, he finally just walked off, you know. But, um, but boy, it's fun. It's fun rattling them up like that. Yeah, it is. That's, uh, do it with a buddy. <laughs> Have somebody watching <laughs> your back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. can get run over well, in a heartbeat they, by a big old buck oh, coming I'm in. <laughs> or even a well, little buck. In. I mean, they all do damage. Oh, sure. Well, they come running in with a hair stand up on the back of their neck, you know. They're ready, They're ready to rock to and roll, buddy. They, <laughs> you better know it. You better know it. Man, they're they're mad. I mean, they, you know, they come running in there, the tongue's hanging out, you know. They're ready to fight. I They're saw mad. a video the other day. This young kid shot him a, a nice buck and. I mean, immediately him and his dad just jumped out of the stand and took off out there for him. It was in the woods. They were hunting. I don't know where it was, but it wasn't South Texas. But I noticed when his dad, you know, was running the video camera, the you know, the phone camera, and that kid walks up and and uh, he shows shows the kid walking by the head of the deer, and I noticed the deer's eyes were closed. I said, man, that deer ain't dead. Mm-mm. Well, the kid squats down and gets behind the deer and – goes to lift the head up and that deer jumped up and then the phone hit the ground <laughs> so uh-huh. like the dad took off running i don't know what happened but uh, it didn't have any sound to it probably because there was too much cussing in it oh you that, know it. but uh it just uh all you saw was the ground you know the phone I mean, how many times have you how many times have you heard about people laying their rifle across the horns of a deer and then have the deer jump up and take off with a rifle you I mean, know. that kid squatted down and grabbed the horns on that deer to lift that head up, and that buck jumped up, and that's then the camera went haywire. <laughs> yep, yep. I still well, I have that, that picture of my that... phone, that guy's head, where that deer yeah. got him, split his oh, skull boy, and scalped crazy. him, buddy. That's bad oh, news. It... You know that left a mark. <laughs> you think? Man. Looked like a bear attacked him. I'm telling you. I don't think a bear could do that kind of damage. Man, that, that ripped him open. Boy, them horns yeah, are, uh, they're lethal. They now look are. at Blaine's hand, what happened to him. He, uh, I was on the phone with him, 
and uh, he's he dropped some customers off there at uh, Nava North at one of his ranches, and he's sitting there on a railroad track, you know, on the road next to it, and he, a lot of times those big deer will come across that railroad track and jump the fence. Well, he had one do mm-hmm. it. He said, hey, I'll call you back. A good one just stepped out, jumped the fence. Well, he shot it, and it ran out in the pasture and, and fell over. Oh, no, it fell in the road first, and uh, he drove the truck down there to get it, and it jumped up and took off running. It went out into the pasture and just fell over, and he thought, well, it's dead now. Well, he walked up on it, and all he had was his pistol with him. <laughs> that, deer, that deer jumped up and charged him while he's shooting mm. it with a pistol, and it caught his hand. He, you know, he put his hands out to protect himself. It ripped his mm-hmm. uh, right hand up there by his thumb and index finger. But, oh, uh, man. But then it was dead. Well, I, I told you. I shot Glock one, 40s uh, finished him off. Yeah. I walked that was a close up on call. One. I walked up on one that was uh, trying to get up. And, uh, of course, you know, you always walk up behind them. And uh, I walked up on behind him, and he was rocking, trying to get up. And oh. I was just going to shoot him, you know, behind. I, I didn't want to shoot him in the neck. Um, because this guy was, he was used to shooting hill country deer and he had never killed a deer this big, you know, and he, I knew he wanted to have it mounted. I mean, it was, it was a big eight, but it was a big eight. And, um, I walked up behind him and, and I was probably, oh, six or seven yards behind this deer. And, uh, I had my Glock, uh, 357 SIG and, uh, I walked up behind him and and I was just fixing to shoot him and that deer kind of rolled over and looked at me over his shoulder and I went uh oh this isn't good and that deer jumped up like he wasn't scratched man and he he jumped up and ran to the left I mean and uh, he could easily jumped up and run at me you know yeah but uh, when he turned and ran to the left um, I I led him like a like a skeet target you know and. Uh, <laughs> I shot him going by me and I broke both his front legs as he went by and I knocked oh. him down and, um, I knocked him down and, uh, and then I put two in his heart and finished him off. And, uh, but I shot him running with my pistol Man. and knocked him down and, uh, and then put two in his heart and, uh, we got back to the ranch house and I had him hung up and I'm uh, skinning him out and the ranch manager came by and he saw the bullet hole in that deer and he said, Oh my God! He said, "How many times y'all shoot that deer?" I said, "Well, I, I shot him running with my pistol." And he went, "You did what?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I shot him running with my pistol." And he went, oh "My God!" <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it did the number on him. But he could oh, just you, as easily jumped up and come at me. Wound, you know, he a could. wounded animal is a very dangerous creature. You no better know you it. Shoot, you better. You better know it. If their eyes are closed and you walk up on it, you better back off shoot. and throw another one in him because he's uh That's right. You better shoot sleeping. him again. Is it? They die with their eyes open, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Me, I tell people Let me that. knock this break out. You got time to talk for another segment? Yeah. Yeah, sure do. Do you? Okay. Well, I'll come right back to you. Hang on. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a minute to tell everybody about Onyx PFDs. You know, approximately 70% of all fatal boating accident victims drown, and out of that 70%, 87% of them were not wearing a personal flotation device. In a PFD, it's like wearing a seatbelt. It's the biggest safety feature, and it's proven to save your life. And Onyx AM24, that's the one I wear, and I really like it. It's very comfortable, and it's convertible from automatic to manual or manual-only inflation. It has a low-profile design. It keeps you comfortable, especially in hot weather. Plus, it has a soft neoprene neckline that won't rub you raw when you're moving, riding around in the boat, especially in rough water. It has a durable ripstop fabric. It resists tears and punctures. Inflatable PFDs are not recommended for children and non-swimmers, but Onyx has a complete lineup of flotation devices to fit every situation. For more information, visit onyxoutdoor.com, or you can check them out at Academy Sports and Outdoors. I wear Onyx PFDs. You should, too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Welcome back to the Sports Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right, it's 520 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, You saw those pictures I sent you of that deer with that uh, tree on him. Remember that? Yeah, I I sure do. Well, this is unbelievable, but it's true. Uh, (laughs) We had a a family that came down here from East Texas, okay, and – Anyway, she said, I got to see, I got to show you these pictures. And this is a friend of hers um, up there near Tyler. And um, he shot this deer and uh, he walked up on the deer and he walked up there to it. And he said, man, I'm going to have to get some help, uh, you know, get this deer. So he went back to get his buddies and uh, he said, y'all got to help me with this deer, carry him out. So they, they walked back to get the deer. Well, when they walked up on the deer, the deer wasn't dead. The deer jumped up, took off, kind of stumbling, staggering, hit this tree. The tree was a dead tree. It broke in half and fell on the deer and killed the deer. <laughs> now, this is unbelievable story. <laughs> sounds sounds like it's crazy, okay, and, and untrue, but it actually <laughs> happened and fell straight between this deer's horns. <laughs> I said, oh, this is this BS. you you got to be kidding me. She said, no, this is an honest God truth. And I said, oh, this is crazy. And they said, we had to take pictures to show that this is the proof that this actually happened. Mm. And the deer died just like it happened. And that's I said, something. oh, my. It was unbelievable. I said, what a freak deal this was. It fell that right had between a ba- his horns. That deer had a bad day. He wasn't getting away. It, it was a real bad day for that deer. <laughs> I said, oh, my goodness, I, I got I to gotta get these pictures. I, I just have to get this. But uh, it was not his day. It was not his day. But incredible. You know, strange things happen in nature. They really do. Yeah, they do. If you're out there long enough, you'll see it, too. It just happens. Isn't it? It's amazing. Oh man, everything happens in nature. <laughs> you know, <does>. everything. <laughs> God Almighty. But uh, anyway, no, I'm uh, I'm going to check out a, a couple of places today, and and uh, our hunters should show up around noon, and we're going to shoot them in and uh, hunt them this afternoon. Hopefully, get them a good eight and uh, a good wide eight. And uh, we've got some pretty good ones on the place. Yeah, that's for sure. Sounds like it. That's my dream oh, yeah. buck is get me a a big uh, one fifty five to one seventy class eight point. That just oh be man, yeah, awesome. That just what you a know. Uh, we went over had uh, had dinner one night over on this other ranch. Um, oh, right down the road toward Catula, mm-hmm. and um, the ranch manager. Um, he was. He came in to have lunch with us, and uh, 
uh, we were talking about just that thing, you know, about, oh, man, nothing prettier than a, than a pretty eight point, you know. I'm telling you. And, uh, and he said, oh, let me show you the eight that I killed uh, last week. And he pulled up a picture of this eight point that he killed, and it scored 168. Oh, my gosh. Now, now buddy, that's, a, that's an eight point there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, that's jam up. Oh, man. You know, about five uh-huh. years ago, I saw a picture of a a guy. Uh, it was a friend of his. He he sent it to me, a listener of the show, that his buddy killed in East Texas. It was a one sixty three, and that that deer just had it everything. Had everything. Oh yeah. You know the oh, mass yeah. and the tine length and the width and all. It just absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Oh, we had one coming to a protein feeder here that was oh just like that huge long tines and mm-hmm. big long main beams and oh the g2s were probably 16 inches long or bigger oh my just, goodness you know, oh he was a brute daggers and, uh, man <laughs> oh the big daggers you know and uh anyway he wouldn't come down anywhere near the stand the stand was about 300 yards away and uh so I just took a pop-up stand, and I, I put this pop-up stand right down there by that protein feeder, back in the brush, and I, mm-hmm. I brushed it up and all that. And I went down there and sat in that pop-up stand one day, and I unzipped one of the windows just enough to where I could put my phone up through the window. And I took some pictures of that deer. He was coming to that protein feeder. Boy, and he, he just knew something wasn't quite right, but he couldn't figure it out, you know. Yeah, I was with well. him probably... 30 feet of him, you know, and boy, he'd, <laughs> yeah, he'd stare at that stand, boy, he just couldn't quite figure it out. Well, anyway, um, this, uh, one of the guys that worked for this company that had this lease, he texted me one day and he, they were coming down and he said, Hey, he had killed a lot of real pretty deer. And he'd killed some deer that were close to 200. And uh. He said, man, he said, I've killed some really nice deer in my life, but I've never killed big eight he said have you seen any big eight points on the place and i i texted him that picture of that big eight and boy he texted me back he said oh that'll work i'm on the way (laughs) yeah yeah he said that'll work well i put him in that pop-up stand one day and man he sat there till dark dark 30 and i came to pick him up i mean it was dark and I pulled up that pop-up, and, and I, I pulled up there, and he got out of that pop-up. I said, well, he said, I saw him. He said, I saw him. He was in the brush right at the edge of the of the brush. He said, man, I could see his horns sticking up over the brush. He said, but he just couldn't get a good shot, and it was too dark to shoot. He said, he is a bruiser, man. I said, I know it. I know it. But he said, it's just too dark to shoot. But it was yeah, his that's, last. That's day one you want to shoot in the mornings. That way, if you do uh, cripple him or whatever, you you got all day to look for him. Boy, nighttime trying to track a deer down is nasty, man. That's right. You know, I I had one hunter that shot a deer kind of like that. It was a ten point that he shot him right at dark, and, mm-hmm. and I, I called the ranch manager. I said, "We need to get the dog on this this deer." It ran off. I, I tracked the blood trail for, you know, about 40 yards and lost the blood trail. We need to get the dog on this deer. So we got the dog man out. And uh, so we were stand, standing there by the protein feeder 10 o'clock at night, and the dog was after this deer. And I can oh. hear the dog tracking this deer. And, you know, they'll run in a circle, you know. And so right. we can hear the dog chasing that deer. And I and it was it was dark that night. It was real dark. And I'm standing there and I, I looked at looked at the ranch manager and I said, He's he's running a circle and he's coming back and uh that manager looked at me and went, He is. I said, Oh yeah, he's coming back and boy, we stepped over that, that feed pen and we got underneath the, the protein feeder <laughs> and we stood underneath <laughs> that protein feeder and that deer ran within oh probably eight or ten yards of us in the dark and oh. he came running right by us in the dark now this deer had probably 14 15 inch tines on him and he came running by us in the dark but you could see him you know as he came by and that dog was hot on his tail boy <laughs> he came by us oh my goodness 
I guarantee you if there'd have been a ladder on that protein feeder, I'd have been on top. <laughs> I guarantee you. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's, I don't want to get run oh, over man. by a deer. No. But, uh, no. Because about a week before that that man said that had the dogs, he said uh, a deer had killed his best dog, had run a, about a 16-inch time through his best dog and killed mm. him. Yeah. So, you know, they, I mean, they're, they're brutal. I mean, you know, it'll happen. So, uh, anyway, we, they ended up, we ended up getting the deer that night, but, um, you know, finished him off. But, um, hey, they're, uh, they're fighting. They're fighting for their lives, you know. They really are. Yeah, they are. That's uh, you know, wild, you know, wild animal wounded. There's nothing more dangerous, you know. That, that's just like, just like a dog. I mean, it gets run over. That's the last thing you want to do is reach down there and grab that dog. A lot of times oh. they'll bite. They'll bite all the way through your hand. You got to be careful. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because they're absolutely. Desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went over to a friend of mine's house. Uh, yesterday before I was headed down the ranch here, and uh, it was so funny. Uh, they they had this um, this one dog, this lab, and uh, I was petting that lab and scratching her on the head. And they said, "Look, look how pitiful she looks." And uh, they were this, this friend of mine's uh, wife. She's a dog trainer. And she was getting all this medicine out and all this, and she said, "Look how pitiful she looks." And, and I said, "Oh yeah." I said, "Why?" She said, "Well, I'm fixing to brush her teeth, <laughs> and she's not going to like this. <laughs> she knows it." <laughs> bones. It so Throw her a yeah, it bone. Was, Heck with that. It was funny. It was funny. Those dogs know it, boy. Yeah, they do. They know it. Well, but uh, yeah, it was funny. Well, anyway, I'm fixing to go to the stand, man. I'm fixing to let you go so you can go get after it, man. Scout them up a big old eight. That's it. I got to go find them. I got to corn a few more stands and get them all hot and bothered. Get them, get them out no, and get them interested. Get any extra ones, send one my way. <laughs> I'll roll. <laughs> when you're going down, when you're going down with blank. Christmas time. Oh, okay. You know, for my oh, man, birthday be... and New Year's. That's. Oh, yeah. Oh, they'll be running those like crazy then. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's why I go that time of year. I missed a couple of ruts though. It was a lot later, a couple of years. Yeah, you know, I just got down there a week or two early. So, Who well, knows? they're just starting. They're just starting right now. They're just yeah. Y'all the always start here. off a lot earlier, you know, George West area than down that way. Yeah, that, yeah. They're just starting. Funny to, how it starting works. They're just starting to get interested. Yeah. All right, Lynn. Well, hey, throw your number out. Somebody wants to give you a call about a hunt or a fishing trip, how they get a hold of you, bud. All right, man. It's uh, 361-935-6833. All right, my friend. Well, good luck today, and uh, y'all shoot them up. All right, man. Appreciate it. Talk Thanks, to you later. Thanks, Lynn. See you, man. Uh, All right. All right, bye. That's Captain Lynn Smith down in George West this morning. I'm going to do a little scouting before an afternoon trip comes in. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. You can't miss it. They're right there on the right-hand side when you're entering the dyke. And uh, if you're looking for quality live bait, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait or your tournament fish than with their oxygen response system. You can check that out firsthand at the store. They have them on display. They're different size bottles, all their diffusers and regulators. If you need more info, call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And while you're there, check out all their specials they have on wild-caught guff shrimp. You're looking for the big 9, 12, 16, 18 count, whatever you're looking for, they've, they've got it. And always have a good price on all their all their seafood that they turn out there at Boyd's. And check out their Cajun Grill next door. They really have some good food there at great prices. Check them out at boydsonestop.com or call them at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right. Good deer talk this morning. We're going to talk some more. We're going to talk to Captain Blaine Frymood down in Jim Hogg County, deep South Texas, not far from the border. What's up, Blaine? Good morning, Mickey, and everybody out there. What's happening, man? Well, we're uh, it's kind of might be another little miserable day down here again. It rained all day and all night down here. Just mist and drizzly rain it started at three thirty yesterday morning, and it when I went to bed at seven, it was still going. And they said it lasted till about ten o'clock last night about 59 degrees and just more rain getting everything wet and muddy we didn't get a drop up here they were calling for it but it uh all the rain went above us you know kind of supposed to to do it again today down here so we'll see we got a front coming i know that yeah we do you don't have a north wind there yet it's north at about six miles an hour right now yeah it's about 18 here so it cleared here first dang it yeah, they're well, calling we, uh, for coastal winds to be close to 30 today and high ground about 20, oh. 25, yeah. Wow. North winds. Yeah, we need we need that cold front next weekend, not this week. We got right. some people coming in from Lake Charles, Louisiana to deer hunt. We need some cold weather to make these deer move. Well, shucks. We had, uh, <laughs> we had all the guys are here. We got all of our help here, and everybody's been trying to work. We tried to work through all that rain yesterday. Couldn't get a lot done, but. We spent a lot of time on the front porch watching Yellowstone yesterday. Man, that's been a marathon going on the whole series. <laughs> All the years they've been playing that on Paramount, I think, for yep. two or three yep. days now. But it was just a nasty day yesterday. We we tried hunting in the morning and scouting, and we grained some blinds and did just, you know, normal work around here. But it was just a miserable day, just too wet to really get anything done. Well, our old buddy Lou that does all of our transmission and auto work and all that there in Baytown, he shot him a nice deer with his bow yesterday. Lou has been down here for over 30 years. 30 years ago, we had some old trucks, and the transmissions were going out, and Lou fixed our transmissions. In return, we let him come deer hunting, and he loves to bow hunt. And he's been down here for over 30 years, and he finally got a Pope and Young buck yesterday awesome. morning he went to my brother's bow blind craig and craig doesn't ever let anybody go to his bow blind and uh 
<laughs> he got in the blind and the feeder went off and four bucks jumped in there and Craig told him to shoot. He showed him the picture of the one he wanted to shoot. He got it. It was a five-year-old at least. It was 200 pounds. It was 199 pounds. And uh, it ran about 30 yards and dropped. He made a perfect shot on it. He oh, said he was so nervous. He, he pulled his bow back, tried to pull his bow back three different times. He was so nervous he couldn't get his bow back. <laughs> but he, he pulled it off. And, you know, and Lou's been known for – he loves to bow hunt, but he's not a good bow hunter. He's, he just gets too wired up, you know, seeing the animals right. that close. There ain't no telling how many he's missed in his career. It's crazy. <laughs> and, you know, anyway, we did, it happened yesterday. And, like I said, after 31 years of him hunting down here, finally got him a Pope and Young Buck. He scored 128 and seven eights, I think, is what they what we scored it at. But that's a good you know, you bow kill. Low fence, yeah. Good bow kill. Oh yeah. Buck. You bet you, man. Low fence, you know, just Plus a perfect his old deer too. You know, it was a mature deer. Oh yeah. That's even better. Yeah. Perfect ten pointer. And uh you let it you let it dry for six months and then get it officially scored and I'm sure he'll make open young book. He's Lou Orangeby will be in the book for getting him a Texas whitetail. Oh, Lou. Hey, remember that year he went went and shot that buffalo with his bow? Yeah. And he said, man, <laughs> how did the Indians do it back in the old days, you know, with a stick and string basically killing buffalo? I know. I he know. said that thing looked like a porcupine when he got through with it. There was arrows <laughs> all in that buffalo. <laughs> I know it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He got it done, though. Boy, I don't, uh, I don't know how happen they, for know. a nicer guy, man. He lose as good as they come. Boy, he's taking care of us over the years. He treats us goodness. good, yeah. He's, he's the transmission king, isn't he? He knows how to put yeah, those he together. Is. He yeah. keeps everybody running, man. Oh, yeah. We had uh, we had John Nelson, our quail guy down right. here and with his dogs, and they had he had guys came in from Paris, Texas, just to quail hunt one day. They hunt in Oklahoma, and that Paris is, you know, up there in the Panhandle. Anyway, right. They had the, they had their best quail hunt of their life. These are all young men. They're in their thirties. They've been hunting right. in Oklahoma and North Texas their whole life, and they finally decided to treat themselves to a South Texas quail hunt. And they hit in the rain yesterday. They hit eighteen coveys, and oh. uh, they said it's the best that they've ever had. <laughs> Which eighteen coveys isn't that good for down here? But, no, uh, it's uh, some days y'all <laughs> hit thirty-five, forty coveys. Oh, yeah. But uh, they said it's absolutely the best, and the cubbies were giant. There was like 15 to 20 bird cubbies, so oh, they held man. real well because it was wet. The dogs could smell good because it was wet and it wasn't hot. Everything went perfect except for a little rain, but uh, they they had a good time. Man, at good least time. it was light rain. That's doable. You know, I pouring down that stuff, was. that's a whole different deal, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I never poured. We had a couple of downpours, you know, where it come through for a, a minute or two, and it hit pretty hard, mm-hmm. and then it lightened back up. But it was the roof was dripping all day long yesterday and all night. So, and it's going to happen again today. Well, that'll keep the That's dust down. Need. Like Daddy, my Daddy told me years ago, he said, "Never get mad because it's raining, because one day you'll want that rain really bad." So we're gonna we're not gonna get mad at the rain down here. No, South Texas just uh, that is weird though. I think you've had more rainfall down there than we've had up here this year. Absolutely, at my house in Baytown, I I didn't get nothing, and we had several times when we got five inches at a time, just thunderstorms coming through, and then Isn't that, crazy? that tropical storm that came through, it went right over us. It was perfect for us. Right. So we. No, we had really good rain. If the grass is tall, everything there's still flowers growing out here. It's crazy. We got quail bob whiting out here right now, which is means that they're trying to mate up again, trying to pair up. Yep. Crazy. Crazy times in South Texas. You still got a lot of doves? Millions of doves. Oh my goodness gracious. The what happens is we had so much all the rain, the goat weed came up, which is croton. And that's mm. the norm that's the normal seed for Doves been eating on for millions of years, and I'm telling you, it is every inch of every property down here is solid croton. So every dove in the United States is down here just having a having a field day. Everything they want's right here. They got water and they got all the food they could need, so they're not going nowhere. Man, and you know, and we feed the yard right here with corn, and the doves are even eating the corn up there. So many of them right now. 
Wow. I would say in our yard right here, there's probably 2,000 doves in the yard. So, But when John was quail hunting yesterday, those guys couldn't believe how many doves were out in the middle of those fields just as they're going through the dogs are you know, oh, looking for the quail. Them out just of the field, they're on the ground eating. Millions of doves just getting up in front of them, just like waves of doves out there in those wow. fields. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, there's nothing like we're ready. South we're Texas, ready to get man. this deer season going, Mickey. We need some cold weather to get this thing going on. We're we're gonna get pretty busy here, getting towards Christmas. That's when everybody starts booking down here in South Texas on our place. Yeah, they're, they're waiting yeah. on me. We're, <clears throat> we're waiting on you to get here. That's what we want. We want you to change they're our luck. Waiting on waiting on Big Daddy to come down there and <laughs> get them rolling again. I can't wait we're to still, get away. We're still seeing, uh, JP went to Nava North yesterday, one of our ranches here near town, and he saw a good, mature, couple good, mature eight-pointers, and uh, he got his his niece and his nephew here, and they're they're trying to kill a, a call buck. His nephew killed a good 10-point the first day. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a 10-point with no brow down, so that would be called an eight-point. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A slick eight. No brows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No brow tines. But anyway, we uh we we're just moving around, getting things ready for the next trip coming up, which is about a week away. So just give us some good weather if you can put it together for us. Well, I'll see what I can work on. It's uh, <laughs> too bad it uh, wasn't it during the week this week with this front. No, oh, I know it's just that that's the problem with when it's down here this time of year. We get a lot of fog, and if it's foggy in the mornings. And it's warm in the afternoons, then you just pretty much just your your deer hunt is just not very good. Not you, nothing you can do about it. But it doesn't look like this next week it's going to be hot. It looks like the highs in the 60s, and uh, then the lows in the 50s. But that's uh, kind of foggy kind of weather right there. When when that dew point yeah, and the temperature gets when you the same, get that then the fog up gets. with that dew point in the mornings, it uh, creates that ground fog. That happened to me on Thanksgiving Day. I, went out there and got in the blind and I, I could hear the deer crunching the corn but I couldn't see them I couldn't see 75 yards right and by the time the fog lifted everything was gone so yeah that's not any fun yeah we're gonna we're gonna have north winds for a couple of days here and then we start swinging east Tuesday and southeast Wednesday southeast Thursday south Friday and northeast some kind of little something's coming through with a about a 40% chance of rain for through the weekend and for three days. But yeah. uh, it's not going to be cold. It's, we're going to have temperatures in the uh, mid to upper 60s. Yeah. So that means probably about 72 to 75 down your way, which is not good now. No, it's not good. Monday, it's... another little old front's going to come through next Monday, west at 15, and then north at 7 on Tuesday. So When are you going to try to go fishing again? back down here down south uh i'm trying to remember december 4th and 5th something like that okay well that's not very far away that's no a week away and, uh, yeah cool but uh i don't know but that cold winter they were calling for it hadn't arrived yet the the wet part's right they call for wet and cold we're wet yeah it's we've been getting it's rain once cold. a week down here just won't get cool Man, I'm trying to remember what year that was. I had that one customer that wanted to come down and hunt with you. And remember, I came down and remember we had to just jump up and we're out there cleaning his dough in the in the light snow. It was barely snowing. And, oh yeah. Uh, remember we? I mean that was that was a fast turnaround. We had to get back to Houston. Or we wouldn't have gotten back. Fifty nine was going to be closed. Right. Right. I'm trying yeah. to remember what year that was. A long time ago. Yeah. But we had that bad freeze two or three years ago. It was terrible down here. We lost electricity for several days. All of our pipes froze up because we had, we had the, the electricity was going fine. We had the well going, everything dripping everywhere on you know all these trailer houses, mm. and then, then we lost electricity. They lost power down here, and when oh, that happened, boy. that everything froze up, and it was a nightmare. And it was, that was cold. That was seventeen degrees here. That's about as cold as it ever. That's gets when y'all down were here. sleeping in your trucks with yep. the heater going. Slept in our trucks. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't do nothing about it, man. I don't want. We don't need any of that anymore. No, that's forty degrees is good cold temperature for down here. 
we've had years down here when it never even froze. I mean, there's been many, many years when we never even reached freezing temperatures. Right. So, and that's kind of the way it's been so far this year. And I don't, I don't see any long range forecasts of any big Arctic blast coming down. I can't see it. No, I'm not seeing it on the extended, all the extended stuff I'm looking at. It just, but you can always bank on it around Christmas time. Usually we'll pull that big one. You know, if we're going to get a, yep. a good Arctic blast, we'll get one around Christmas and then another one in February. Yeah, I may be but talking like you can't. Yeah, I'm fine too. that cold weather. Well, you know, I'm I'm not talking, I'm not all pumped up about everything because I know what we have here. But when you sit in a blind, you're still going to see, right now, you're going to see 10 or 12 bucks and 30 or 40 does every hunt. We're just not seeing those four and five year old bucks that we, you know, we won't. Nah, it's so, early, man. Yeah, but I mean, it, there's never a dull moment in any of our blinds. No, you know that. it's, that's it's, why it's I like crazy. coming down there. That's you know, I, I like to hunt just to watch the deer. Oh yeah, when these these kids have killed, they killed two hogs last night, early in the afternoon because it's raining. You know, those hogs move good when the rain, and then right, someone one of the other kids killed a killed a a, a, a coyote, and you know and seeing lots of stuff everything's moving even despite that rain yesterday and it's raining right now i'm looking out here it's dripping off the roof like crazy it just started raining again we had a little hour this morning didn't i'm crazy but still we're still a fun time down here in deep south texas mickey we're on the highs of, of the most quail the most doves and the deer have really good horns and lots of lots of deer we've had really good fawn crops Although we lost some this summer when some of the in the heat, like it went 117 degrees when yeah, those does had to drop those fawns, some of them died. It was just too hot; they couldn't survive. So we we you can see in a blind right now, you can see four or five does that don't have any babies. So that's, that's crazy. Usually, it's not like that this time of year. Usually, they're all got babies or little yearlings. But right now, there's a bunch of big old fat does down here. So. Normally, we don't let people shoot does early unless they can pick out a good one. Right now, anybody, the guys that come down to hunt can get, also get them a doe and a buck because these does, yeah, you just several don't of them are ready. with fawns on them, you know. Just no, you know, we don't let them do. It. We don't, we don't like shooting does. Yeah, not till late in the year. We shoot the does late, you know, after Christmas when the fawns get big enough to let them get them. But everybody in South Texas right now, and part of the Hill Country too, has got too many deer. You know, and people just don't shoot anymore like they used to. Everybody wants the horns. Everybody's hunting big horns now. Well, hunting is conservation. You gotta, you know. Oh yeah. Some of these ranches are before you can ever even before you can ever shoot a buck. Some of these ranches make you shoot a doe. They said you have to shoot a doe first before you can start hunting horns. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. You know, they do those surveys, and you you've got to kill those deer off. Keep it keep that uh, ratio right and everything, and uh, it's hard. Oh yeah. It's hard. To, under, it's hard to control it. Yeah, if you're under uh, Texas management, they, they'll they'll tell you what you have to do, and if you don't do it, they'll come in and get them for you. They'll they'll get them out of there. You just can't. Right. You can't overpopulate your on these high fences. That's that's the problem. These high fence ranches have to take care of the herd. They have to rotate them, get get the old out and the new in, and you know when they're confined like that, that's when the trouble starts. Right. So you just got to. You gotta stay on top of it. It is not just easy to do. When they tell you you gotta kill a hundred does off a place, it is not that easy to do. Believe me. No, that doesn't sound like much. It, you know, fishing wise, that'd be no, you know, no, no problem. But uh, when you're going to killing animals like that, that's that's a lot. A hundred deer. Well, that's a lot. We have a, a special doe in spike season late in the season for for everyone down here in the in South Texas and a lot of places in Texas, and that's because people don't want to shoot them during the season. Well, you know how many times we've said, okay, we'll wait till doe and spike season and we'll take all of our does? Well, guess what happens? On those weekends, it becomes foggy and hot. Then you can't see the deer to shoot. Sure. You can't pick them out the ones you want. And so you end up not getting any. So that's just, you know, that's just hunting. Weather is everything that you and I do in our whole life. Hunting and fishing is weather it's makes It's been the our nemesis. Yep. Yep. We've been fighting our whole life. I spent more time on the Weather Channel than any person in the world, <laughs> hoping, wishing something would change. Yeah, all those years, James and I would come by your house. We'd always hang out at your house in the afternoons after we'd get in from fishing, and <laughs> your TV was either on uh, music TV or 
the Weather Channel. I said, you got any other channels on that TV? <laughs> no, nope, that's all I watch. <laughs> MTV yeah. and the Weather Channel. <laughs> I'm always just wishing, Mickey, that something's going to change for the better. You know, I'm very optimistic. You have to be in this business. Yeah, you do. You got to keep yourself pumped up. You dwell on all the negatives, you'll you'll go down the tubes. <laughs> yeah, some of the boys in Baytown are catching some fish. Yeah, some of our yeah. gang they're, they're, they're pecking around and doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. It's been sure was a terrible summer for me. Things are yeah, it wasn't so good this summer. Too but hot. It is November, man. I mean, it just all these fish tighten up and they school up together yep. because of the way the bait's exiting and and uh, with it as salty as it is, that you know that's what hurts you. You know, in the summer months, those fish just scatter out and you don't get them all tightened up in these big globs and schools. You know, stack up. So, well, in summer there's food everywhere. There's the abundance of food of yeah, shad food and all over the place and. Just, salinity levels are perfect and i mean it scatters them out yeah. except for them big herds of redfish all over that bay good lord yeah. well let me know when you go down there and hunt and fish with cliff i'm going to go down there and maybe make a wade with you guys all right we can we can do something we can work on it there you go. well hey if somebody wants my... to get with you about uh coming down and hunting this this winter sounds really good how they get a hold of They can you. call me call me down here. I'll be down here on this cell phone. Call me at 713-703-6656. We're waiting for it to happen. It's going to be a All good right, year. Buddy. All right, man. Thank well, you. Appreciate it. Congratulations, Olu. I'm glad he's, he got him on. That's good stuff. Well, man. hopefully he's listening on the radio right now. He's on the way home. He should, well, should be picking you up by now. He should be close to Victoria. We get you good there in Victoria on the, on the well, radio. Beat that right. crowd back to Baytown. Okay. All right. All right we'll buddy. talk to you after a while, Thanks, Blaine. You. See you, man. Have a good one. Later. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood down in South Texas. And uh, top of the hour coming up, phone lines will be open for the next couple of segments. We'll have live from the blind with Bink Grimes in the final segment. But uh, y'all get in if you care to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713572 Four six one zero. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.